Hi everyone, welcome to Cancer Healing Journey Talks. Myself Sonali Modi from Community Outreach Team of Zenonco.io and Love Heals Cancer. We guide cancer patients on adopting an integrative oncology treatment approach. We help them find the balance between medical treatment and complementary treatment approaches and we help our patients with our team of oncologists, lab experts, nutritionists and other healthcare professionals so that we can improve the treatment outcome for patients. We also help in connecting patients with other cancer warriors who have gone through this journey to address their queries. And we also share inspirational journeys to motivate cancer warriors who are going through this journey currently. So firstly, I would like to introduce you to today's speaker, Ms. Samantha. She's a cancer warrior. I'm happy that you're here with us today to share your story. So Samantha, please tell me something about yourself and about uh, your cancer type and at what stage was it diagnosed? Um, I am about to be 32 this month and I was diagnosed stage three inflammatory breast cancer. Okay. And uh, what made you go for the diagnosis? Uh, so actually I was just um, putting on deodorant and I noticed uh, pain in my armpit and I was like, oh, that's a little weird. And probably like two days later, I had some pain in my lower arm, uh, but it just felt like I had been working out. Um, so I didn't really think too much of it. And within a day, this all happened over the course of like four days, all these symptoms. Um, within like a day, I noticed that my right breast, which is the one that has cancer, um, like went almost tripled in size in comparison to my left, um, which was strange. And I just was very tired. And then I went to the gynecologist and went from there. Okay. And can you share, like, after you went to the gynecologist, then uh, you got, maybe you got the reports to the gynecologist told you to med, meet the oncologist? Um, so I went to the gynecologist. They suggested that I get an ultrasound because she had never seen something that, like that. I mean, a breast that was that big in size in comparison to the other so quickly. Um, so I got an ultrasound and a mammogram, and then they did a, biopsy the day after based on the results of the mammogram and ultrasound. And it was found that I had um, inflammatory breast cancer. And then I set up an appointment with an oncologist. Okay. And what did the oncologist say after the treatment and all the tests were done? I'm sorry, what did the um, oncologist okay. say? You, yeah, you went to the oncologist. So tell mm. us something about uh, how was the experience with the doctors and uh, medical staff out there? So um, the experience was really, it was great overall. I'm just from start to, I won't say finish because I'm not done with everything yet, but the experience has been great. I think the biggest thing is just um, because they know so much about cancer and they do it so frequently. I think it they talk about it in a way that almost you should understand, but you don't always right off the bat, which is hard because in the moment you're kind of a, trying to absorb everything, but at the same time, it's happening so fast. It's just kind of like, I don't know what's happening and I don't even know what to ask because it's mm -hmm. so un, like it's uncharted territory for you. So I think that would be my biggest um, gripe is that they talk in a way that you should know what's going on, but you don't if it's your first time dealing with it but overall good yeah so when this news was disclosed to you like uh, when you saw the reports and the 
doctors told you that you had cancer like how you what at what stage were you in that moment what you felt and how this news was disclosed to your family um i think it took a long time well i say a long time so i was diagnosed in may of this year 2021 it's now the beginning of november um i think it actually took a couple weeks maybe even months before i even registered what was happening again because it all was happening so quickly um and i told my family pretty i mean i just called them and said hey this is what's going on um i i've, I've carried everything very i won't say nonchalantly but it's just in my mind it's just something that had to be attacked full force so there wasn't really time for me to be like sad about it i guess okay so, so how did you all face it um just the moment i found out i was well before i even knew for sure if i had cancer i was already researching um oncologists and surgeons just in case because i wanted to be prepared so i would say just facing it was just going to see doctors immediately um i think personally i've probably withdrawn a little bit from my family just because i don't i don't want it to be their i don't know i don't want to be in their face about it i'm just trying to get through it mm. by myself yeah. yeah so what treatment have you undergone till now um i have had six chemotherapy treatments and i had to um freeze my eggs because i stand a chance of not being fertile later in life going through menopause and i have a mastectomy next week and that's it for now yeah so like chemotherapy is a very tough process so can you share your experience and how you coped with it and what all difficulties did you face during the treatment um how i coped with it i I've been trying to like um document it by video just so I have my own reference later in life. So that for me is coping because I expressing my emotions through video. I've been writing um and just being really open about the process. I know while well, I've learned that some people kind of are really quiet about everything that's going on for me it's just easier to talk about it. Um but as like an open audience with a video as opposed to like one on one talking that's a little more difficult for me um and i'm sorry there was a second part to that question i think yeah so basically like please share experience and how you coped with it and what all difficulties did you face during the chemotherapy difficulties so difficulties for me i think are the residual effects of chemo so going into it I think if you haven't experienced it and you don't have any family history which I don't so I didn't have anyone personal to me to tell me like this is what to expect it's just the things that you don't know like um no one tells you how difficult it's going to be like when you start to lose your hair or the no sleeping at night because your body's so uncomfortable or just the side effects of chemo and cancer that it's not you just have cancer it's there's so much more to it and i think that's the most difficult part is the 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 more okay so in that difficult part uh, everyone needs some support system because yeah. we all were go through such difficulties and without a support system we know we won't be able to make it so can you tell that who was your support system along with your family um 
I, I have a very close friend who I've talked to a lot and I can't really pinpoint one person as who was my support system. I've just like, I've, like I said, I've been very open with, um, making videos. So it's just kind of like, it's interesting to see like as a community, how people can come together and be supportive for you. And that has been very uplifting for me. Hmm. Yes. So like when people generally get breast cancer, so what do they need to expect from this cancer type? So in terms of what to look for or what happens afterwards or like what happens afterwards and what can they expect? How will their journey be? Okay. So I want to start with inflammatory breast cancer is, um, it's one of their most rarest breast cancers. So it's only one to 5% of breast cancer diagnosis are actually inflammatory. And like, I was going to say more than anything, it's not just a bump or like a lump that you feel. So I think that's a common misconception is that breast cancer is just a lump. This, this mm -hmm. isn't a lump. This is like inflammatory. So everything inflames. Um, sorry, I was, I, <laughs> that's another thing with chemo, you lose your train of thought and memory quickly. And I forgot where I was headed with this. Um, can, can you repeat the question again? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like I asked like, uh, during the breast cancer, what can people expect? Like what they need to expect from this cancer type? Okay. So in my experience and with inflammatory, um, is itchiness. I've been, my entire body has been itching since I was diagnosed. Um, and I've seen so many doctors and they just say that it's a residual of inflammatory breast cancer, rashes, itching over your whole body. Nothing makes it go away. It's not fun. Um, but I can't compare it to any other cancer. So I don't, you know, I can't really say what specifically this one, but I think just it's, it's the unknown. So be prepared for that. And just, I don't know, being, being strong and knowing you'll get through it and telling yourself it's all for me, it's been, um, it's been more of a mental thing than anything else. Just mind over matter, like knowing that I'm, I'm going to get through this. This is just temporary. Yes. So before you, like, before you got this cancer type, so mm -hmm. have you been on a self-examination anytime before that? Yeah, I self-examined pretty regularly. And again, I didn't have any family history, but I, you know, I would have go to the gynecologist once a year. So I was regularly getting checked out um, by them as well as myself. I had a clean slate of health. Um, so it was very just out of nowhere. Yeah. So what is the importance of the self-examination and why? Um, the importance is knowing your body. Um, more than anything, because you know, if something feels different, which like in my case, like it was unusual for my armpit to be sore. It was unusual for my breast to be swollen so much. And had I not acted on that when I did, um, especially with inflammatory breast cancer, it spreads so quickly. So I could have gone from stage three to stage four, literally within weeks had I not gone. So I think it's just important to know your body, examine yourself. If you see anything different, get it checked out. Yes. So like during the treatment, uh, did you make any lifestyle changes? Um, I've tried to change my diet a bit. I cut out um, caffeine. I've tried to cut out 
red meat, um, which, you know, was pretty normal in my diet. Um, and eating a little bit more vegetables. It's difficult also because they're, at least in my experience, my doctors, I specifically asked, should I have any dietary changes? And they said, no, you don't need to change anything. So when you only have a set of people telling you one thing, like you kind of have to explore on your own to figure out what else should you be doing again? Cause there's so many different opinions. It's it can be challenging, <laughs> but for me, I just cut out some, some things, a little sugar. I used to eat a lot of sweets. So I tried to cut that out, Yeah, but yeah. So what all things are there, which helped you in your recovery? Please emphasize on the integrative oncology aspect of the treatment plan. Um, so I'm, I, I can't really say what's helped me in recovery yet or, or because I don't feel like I'm exactly in recovery yet. Um, again, I have surgery next week, so I, I don't know that I can really speak on that yet. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, uh, like, can you share your experience or your thoughts about your caregivers? So I personally have not really had um, any caregivers. I've continued life pretty much um, as best I can on my own. Directly after chemo, I'd have some family bring over meals just because I was so tired. I wouldn't feel like, you know, cooking dinner. But outside of that, I've kind of just handled everything on my own. Yeah. So what is that one pivotal turning point in your life? I'm sorry, what was what? What is that one pivotal turning point in your life? Um, turning point in my life. And outside of cancer or? <laughs> Means you can tell anything about if you have, have any personal thing to share. Um, I mean, this has been a real turning point in my life just because I think it's been very eye-opening because I, I did... I was very healthy and I didn't expect anything like that, anything like this to ever happen to me. Um, so it's just been eye-opening and, um, makes me appreciate life a little bit more and dwell less on so much negative. There's a lot of negativity right now going on in the world. And I just try to not focus on it as much because life is much too precious for that. Hmm. And, you know, uh, life is precious and every lesson in, in every crisis in life teaches a particular lesson. So yes. like, can you share like what life lessons you got from your journey? That um, again, so, yeah, so far, I would just say, uh, I mean, I've, I've kind of always had an appreciation for life, but I, this really changes it. I, I don't really know how to explain it. It's just kind of something that you realize you have a lot more inner strength than you thought that you did. Um, and you just, for me also, it's made me realize that people that haven't like shown up to not so much help me, but just even show support. Some people that I thought were really close to me, it opens your eyes to that as well. Like mm. your relationships, like what is, what relationships are important and what you should really put energy into because when you have cancer and you're going through chemo, you don't have the energy to entertain like things that aren't important. Um, so it really kind of, it highlights those, which is good because a lot of people spend too much time and energy on people and things that just aren't important. 
So I value that out of this experience. Yes. So like gratitude seems to be the biggest strength to fight this kind of situation. So what were you ever so grateful for that made you always calm down after thinking or revisiting that memory? Um, I think, again, it's just, I've literally had to like tell myself some days, like it's just mind over matter, mind over matter, because this is, it's just circumstantial. And of course I understand that anything could happen and this experience for me could go very negative, but I just don't think about that. And I just stay very optimistic and always come back to, it's going to be fine. Like if this is just a stepping stone and for me, I've tried to take this experience as an opportunity to share with other people because I felt so uneducated and still to this day, I feel very uneducated about breast cancer and my my type of breast cancer because there's so much information and it's so hard to consume it all. So I hope to just help spread awareness about it and help other women know that they can get through it too. Yes, because awareness is the biggest thing we can do at the moment being a, a cancer patient because uh, we don't want that uh, the things we are suffering from others will also have to go through the same. And that's why uh, self-examination is very important in the initial stages so that if any women is like facing this, they can get examined and get tested beforehand. Yeah. Yes. So um, what is that one message you would want to give to those people who are still fighting this battle? Um, my message would be um, absolutely don't give up. Um, and because I, I know it's like kind of corny, but everything happens for a reason. And, and I truly, truly, truly believe that even the worst circumstances that they happen for some reason and try to, I guess, find strength in that and knowing mm-hmm. that this is, this is just a bump. <laughs> this is, does it have to be forever? And people before me have said like cancer changes you. And I agree that with that cancer does change you, but it doesn't have to change you in an awful way. You can find some sort of beauty in it. Yes. So what is that one act of kindness that you will never forget? Um, I think, again, the, it'd be the community, like the people I've known, you know, I'd said I'm 32, like people I've known since like elementary school. And maybe I didn't talk to very much, but like, haven't hesitated to just like step up and, and just say they're either thinking of me and, and which never really meant a lot before, but it means a lot when you're, when you're in this situation, because it can be so overwhelming and just one person just messaging you out of the blue and being like, Hey, how are you doing? That means so much. And I think that that has probably, that's been like the biggest thing for me is just the support from some even strangers. (laughs) Yeah. So do you want to share that one line message to the world that you would want to give? Um, I think it would just be, just be strong and make sure that you pay attention to your body. Like you're, you know, yourself better than any other person. And even when you go to see doctors and they may be adamant about one thing, like, it's okay to be like, no, like it's this, like, this is what's happening. This is what I'm feeling. And, um, one thing I really want to express also is I, 
if you go to a doctor or a surgeon and you don't feel comfortable with them or you don't like the way they speak with you or something, it's okay to look for alternative options. Like, I mean, I can only speak for, you know, where I'm at, but there, we have multiple different doctors that you can go speak to. And if you want to go talk to someone else, it's okay too. like, don't feel obligated. Yes. Because if they will go through the same process and carry forward with the same doctor, then that will also have hamper their treatment because the yeah. doctor doesn't know the patient is not satisfied with the treatment he is providing. So yeah. it's better to go for an alternative one. Yeah, that's absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So what are the things you appreciate or love about yourself? Um, I appreciate and love my strength, um, my sense of humor, because even though this is like a really dark time, I've very much just tried to not make light of it, but understand that again, life is short. Like I can't be dwelling in a hole. <laughs> I gotta, I've gotta keep it light. And I think the, honestly, the biggest thing is just my strength and perseverance because I'm, this is not going to stop me. <laughs> so that's, oh. yeah. Yeah. Samantha, you're still in the battle. So yes. uh, what did, what have you learned that would lead you to a better future? Um. Uh, well, again, it's, well, not, not assuming that nothing can happen to you because anything can happen. And I definitely felt like I was a bit invincible. Um, so that in itself has opened my eyes and I think allowed me to express that to people I love and even people I don't really know that just be aware that anything can happen. So just be prepared for that. And I think that's something that will be helpful for me in my future better preparation and awareness. Yes. So it is said that art or any creative thing, it uh, works as healing. So have you tried any such thing during your treatment? Any, what type of healing? Any creative thing or any artwork have you tried that uh, can motivate you and that has also uh, made you happy and feel yeah, positive I, during your treatment? Yeah, I've... Um, I, like I said, I've done a lot of writing, um, painting. Um, it's, it's hard because during this process, I have felt like a, like a flame of creativity, but i again in chemo, your brain just gets so foggy. It's, it's been hard for me to take that and implement it. So I'm hoping once chemo is completely out of my system and I feel less brain fog, I can actually move forward with the creative like fire that I've felt. But um, as of now, I've just felt it. I haven't been able to act on as much as I feel like I've wanted to, which has been very frustrating, but <laughs> realistic. Yeah. Uh, and often realistic things uh, take us to things which we haven't even thought of. So how do you feel more positive during such times? Um, that's hard. I, again, I try to just stay positive all the time and I don't, it's, it's just been a mindset, but um, I think just like talking with, when I have felt down, it's knowing like just talking to someone and not like just bottling it up because in this experience I have, gone through phases where I have just kept it inside and that has made it worse. So for me, staying happier in light is acknowledging what I'm feeling and talking about it in some way, because 
the more you keep it in, the more it just kind of like buries itself and it makes it a lot harder. So happiness, I would say, is just discussing what I'm feeling. And sometimes I've watched friends <laughs> because it makes me laugh. Yes. Uh, friends. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. Friends, uh, everybody watches. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's your favorite, I think. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah so basically how do you reward yourself whenever you achieve any goal um that's a good question I don't really know that I've done anything specifically to reward myself I am because this is my last weekend before mastectomy I'm going to the beach um so that's a nice reward I and that's yeah it's a nice milestone I also when you have like a I guess kind of like a checklist of when you're going like to get through things that's making them big in your head even if they're not like it's not like I would go out and celebrate but I'd be like ah like first chemo over second chemo over like it is a big deal and I made it feel like a big deal to me so like doing a chemotherapy uh what went well for you and how did you contribute towards it um I think for me what went I had a lot of I won't say a lot. I had some hiccups in the road, but um, overall it was just reminding myself that the chemo was killing the cancer. So that is what made it feel like I would actually get excited for chemo, even though I knew that it was kind of like, it really like got made me tired and groggy and everything. I would look forward to it because I knew it was doing what it was supposed to be doing, which is killing the bad stuff. So that, that's how I made it positive. Yes. So what do you means have you joined any support group and what do you feel are the importance of such support groups to people who are fighting this battle or to caregivers? I have not joined any support groups. However, um, I've met um, quite a few women um, just in like social media, Instagram and Facebook who live all over the country that have gone through cancer. And it's super important to talk with people that have gone through breast cancer because no one really can understand it um, that hasn't been through it. And it's not because they don't try, but it's just such a life-changing experience. It's people can try to like understand, but you can't really understand if you haven't been through it. So I think it's very important to find at least one person, I think multiple people are good. Like why support groups would be good to just kind of talk about your journey and what you're feeling. And it helps you understand that you're, you're not alone and the feelings you're feeling and the side effects you're feeling. It's not just you. And sometimes the doctors, again, if they haven't been through it, don't really fully understand it. So the support group, it just makes you feel more heard, I think, and understood. So what do you think are the stigmas attached to cancer and the importance of awareness for it? Oh gosh, the stigmas. Well, for starters, everyone, not everyone, a lot of people assume that just because you have cancer means you are going to die. And I just want to start by saying like, that that's not it. So like, you know, when you say cancer and people are like, oh yeah, my, this person had it and they lived and it's like, well, that's awesome. But like, you don't have to immediately jump to like death is going to come from it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that stigma should really be like their medicine is, you know, constantly it's, it's ever changing and growing and it doesn't, <laughs> that's not the number one thing that's going to happen. Um, and the stigma of that, it, 
it, that it's so negative. Again, it's not a good time, but I just, if more people understood that you can, you can get through this battle, um, and come out stronger, I mm. think that would be great. And, and how frequently people have cancer. I mean, so I think it's so many people don't talk about it. And so then you don't understand that it's not, it's not, you're not one in a million. Like so many people are going through this, not just breast cancer, but other forms. And when, when you don't talk about it, then it makes that person who has it feel so isolated. And it's like, you're not alone at all. Yes. So, so yeah. like people generally have this notion that uh, you have, you are going through cancer. So that means uh, they will start taking you in a different way. They will stop. Often people stop considering cancer patients uh, as normal human beings. And you know yeah. how, it, how, how it goes. Yeah, that, that, that's, I didn't even think about that, but I, but that's a constant thing. I think is like when I go to, um, I just went to like a baby shower recently and mm -hmm. I just wanted to enjoy that. And there were so many people coming up and like asking how I am. And while I appreciate that, it's like, this isn't about me. Like, I don't want to be just breast cancer. Like I'm more than that. And so mm -hmm. that, yeah, that's, that can be hard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So are you a working professional? I am. Yes. Yes. So how do you manage your personal and professional life? So I am a 911 call taker. Um, so the work schedule itself can be a little difficult just because it's like long shifts, days and nights. Um, professionally, again, I've been very open with my experience. So everyone at work knows what I'm going through. Um, and they've been very supportive as well. But uh, I don't really, I don't know. I, my life is just kind of like all one thing. So <clears throat> as far as like separating them, I don't really separate them. I mean, I can't, I have so many appointments. I can't really like not tell work what's going on because I can't be there a lot of time. But when I'm at work, I'm at work. It's not, um, I don't, I try not to bring that emotional or any sort of baggage with me once I get there. <clears throat> so I just work through mm -hmm. it. Cause again, I'm a 911 call taker. So the patients take precedent while I'm at work over what I'm going through. So like, how was your life? Like, how has your life changed after cancer? <clears throat> well, I feel like I've definitely not been able to do as much as I normally do. I've been a big traveler always it's for me I've, if I want to go somewhere I just up and go um so that's been very challenging you know having to map out things I can do based around appointments and if I'm going to be too tired or if, you know I shouldn't go in a big crowd because like I'm immunocompromised like that I think the biggest challenge for me is putting having to put limitations on myself and while I can still do a lot of things it's like acknowledging I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't go to, you know, a big event because I can't risk getting sick. Like that sort of thing has been hard yes. or not riding on an airplane or anything like that. That's been really difficult. Yes. What is that one thing in your bucket list that you would want to do? This is hard because I've done most of the things I want to do. Um, but I would like to, I don't know. I'd like to travel to more foreign countries. Um, that's, yeah. I, I really just like experiencing other places. <laughs> yeah. That's really a nice thing. 
everyone loves traveling and we should travel yeah yeah so uh, if you have to sum up your journey in one sentence then what would that be oh um i gosh i don't know um i that's hard um i mean honestly cliche what doesn't kill you makes you stronger this has made me so much stronger than i ever thought i ever could be yes so yeah uh seeing such inspirational stories inspire us all the way and i hope this session really motivates people out there who have been traveling or who have traveled through this journey so thank you so much for your valuable time samantha and i hope this session reaches out to many more survivors and caregivers and they also get this hope and inspiration that you have and you instill such thoughts in many more survivors and caregivers throughout your life so thank you so much it was lovely having you thank here you. today on the session yeah thank you so much i really appreciate the opportunity thank you